it got really, really heavy. Um, and it got to a point where I was using it to satisfy every emotion. Whether I was happy, oh, gotta smoke. I'm mad, oh, gotta smoke. Oh, um, this didn't go right, oh, gotta smoke. Um, it transitioned from smoking weed to, you know, doing mollies and uh, doing a little bit of coke and uh, all of that. So it, it, yeah, my life, it definitely was not all happy and a beautiful picture. It was not, I mean, I'm blessed. Right. I'm right. very blessed. So how did you transition out of that? I didn't transition out of it until I got back to school. Made the decision to go back to school. Um, and then everything started to align itself, but I was still like doing drugs at the same time, um, going to class high, and I was like kicked out of school because I, I had the whole class going like uh, loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at, at this point, um, so I got my first internship and I was in California. Uh, I was older by myself. I didn't have any family, no friends over there. Um, my family was down here, but they were kind of struggling. My father uh, was dealing with cancer. So for me to be that far away from my family, trying to you know make something of myself and you know um, finish school and uh, impress at the internship and stuff like that, it was hard. Um, knowing that my father was located on his deathbed, because the last time I saw him, he had like tubes and stuff all all through him. So it, it was just it was very hard to see and just trying to you know live with that. It's hard. One day I, I woke up and I was uh, I went for a walk and I just started crying. And it was just like me walking around the city early one morning, it was raining and I'm, I'm just like bawling my eyes out. Um, and then I felt a presence or I felt like this this whole, I can't even ex uh, describe it or explain it, but it was like a warmth that just kind of took over me and I heard a voice saying, everything's gonna be okay. And from that point, I knew it was God. And I always heard God calling my, calling my name, but I just, uh, ignored it. I, I was afraid of what he would want me to do. Right. I was afraid of where he might take me because I had my own plan for my life, what I wanted to do. Right. Um, so I didn't want to uh, say, what's up, God? I was like, right. I was running for a Please. long time, a long, long time. Um, but but once I um, actually felt that, I was like, okay, God, what's up? From there, is I just kind of turned around. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna say I stopped doing drugs right then and there. Right. It, it was a gradual thing. Right. Um, but the craving for it just kind of went away. Like I didn't have the same highs anymore. Like I, I wasn't enjoying being high anymore. I started having bad highs. Like I was uh, hearing voices and uh, picturing things, and I thought I was gonna die like a million times. And um, I was contemplating suicide a couple of times. Um, very close to it one time, but it never actually. Uh, carry it out. Thank so, God. Yeah. See, like, listen, like, sometimes people perceive people a certain way. Like, they see them drive a certain car or they see them working in a certain position and just assume that their life has always been peaches and cream. And sometimes they got to hear, like, the real stuff behind the facade, behind the face, behind the mask. Like, no, I went through these things too. So, thank you so much for sharing yeah. that um, and knowing that. God was with you, even when you didn't think he was or didn't really know who he was and whatever the case is, like, he, he really came through, so that's a blessing in itself. He did, because, you know, like, a lot of times, what I like to do, because I don't like people to know my, my problems and my things, so, and a, a lot of people do it, like, they just mask it with a smile. Right. But one thing that God does is that he knows exactly what you're going through. Right. 
So he was able to, to, to speak to that. And even though like, people on the outside may think like everything is like all perfect and beautiful and it's really not like you never know what anyone is going through. Very true. Like you never know. Like so many people just like recently, so many celebrities have uh, committed suicide. Right. And, and they have it all. Man. At least you think they have it all. Right. They need you. Anyways, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Um, so we say all that to say now, all of that has happened. God has stayed with you throughout it all and actually brought you back to what you're passionate about. So you talked about some of your passions. Now you work for this company that is like very reputable, by the way. And I'm sure y'all, some of y'all probably watch it on TV or look it up online or catch some articles or whatever the case is. We are actually interviewing like one of the editors, the writers of, you tell them. Uh, so I work at NBC6. That's crazy, y'all. <laughs> NBC6. Y'all ever heard of NBC6? <laughs> Okay, but anyways, I'm excited just because. Okay, so NBC6. Easy, they called you. You ignored them. I ignored them. <laughs> they emailed me twice. <laughs> and now you're working with them. You've been with them for two years, right? Yeah, a little over two years. Two years, um, and you write for them. Yes. So does your faith or religion or your beliefs affect how you write for them? Um. Does it interfere in any kind of way? No. Has it ever almost been? It has almost, yes. But because I work in um, in the media, our job is to be 100% unbiased. Mm -hmm. So if, if a story needs to be told, it needs to be told accurately um, and correctly. So I try to put my faith aside. However, when it comes to promoting a story, um, if I feel that a story isn't necessarily uh, positioning a person or a group of people in the correct light. I, I won't put effort behind it to to uh, promote it to masses. I won't do that. Just like um, and they're okay with that. Whoever you work, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. They give you full autonomy to be as whatever creative. Or what I as. think that people will click on. That's what I can put my effort behind. If I think people won't put won't click on because that's how we get money from clicks from reads from from video views and stuff like that um if people aren't going to to, to consume the media then why put it out there right um so for instance uh stories about uh let's see pastors cheating on their wives that may be a news story like i've seen stories like that but personally i don't think it's a news story the only reason that people would say it's a news story because it's a pastor. Yes, it's a pastor, but if it was a bank teller, it's not a news story. Ah. You know what I mean? So. Interesting. It's just about, and, and I, I never make these decisions by myself. I always ask my boss about it because um, that's just not something that I want to have on myself. Right, right, right. Like, I'm, I'm not going to um, put all the, the, the weight on myself not to promote the story if someone else thinks that it may. Uh, drive traffic to our website. Got it. Okay. And um, do you have like a favorite article or something that you've done for NBC Six that you like take pride in? Like that was your, that was you. <laughs> anytime I can write about black people, I take pride in it. Hey. Uh, and in a positive light. Um, anytime that I can show uh, like the good in in, in uh, humanity or in the world, uh, I, I love it. Um, 
So one story that I wrote about love, it was two little girls, a white girl and a black girl. Uh, they wanted, they, no. That was my story. Sorry. It, it was two stories that were kind of like the same thing. You write a lot of stuff. <laughs> it was, it, it's, okay, so the first one is two little boys, one black boy, a white boy. Um, they got the same haircut. They had the same first name, so they got the same haircut so that they could trick their teacher into thinking <laughs> that they're twins. And that story went viral. Like, people loved it, and it shows that, like, shows the innocence of kids and, and it, it, it was just love man it was so much love that they love each other so much I'm like oh man this is my brother and it reminded me of my best friend my best friend is white so yeah it, I saw myself and those little kids that's key too because yeah. a lot of racial things topics are being brought up now more than ever I think um and it's key to like be able to touch on yeah. stuff like that it's another story um another story that I loved well I didn't love the story, but I love what we did with the story. So one of the hardest stories that I ever wrote or any, uh, one of the hardest uh, news events that I covered was the Parkland shooting. Um, devastating, devastating. I saw it unfold from beginning to end. Um, but what we did with it, uh, one thing that I did with it, um, I did like an interactive uh, timeline of how the events unfolded when he went into the building, when he walked up the staircase, when he fired the first shots. And it, it was cool how, how it was done because it was just like a timeline, which you can like click on it and go to the next, click something else, and uh, it'll expand so you can read exactly what he did during that time. So it was just one thing that I love about working uh, at NBC is that we're very creative with how we tell stories. And working in the digital space, you can do that. There's so many different ways that you can tell a story. It's not just uh, words on a screen. Uh, there's photo galleries, there's videos, there's sound bites. There's so many different elements that you can put inside of the story uh, to, so that the viewer can digest it easier and have a better like, uh, experience on our website. So hopefully they come back. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, have you ever faced any like challenges working at NBC6? Um, is it very diverse, like as an African American? Do you feel like sometimes there's like a, you know, mm. uh, you know, feeling uncomfortable? Any of those things? Um, all of the above. Okay, <laughs> all of the above. Um, so it is not lacking in diversity because we live in Miami. Um, we, we are a duopoly, so we share our station with Telemundo. So a lot of our um, positions, uh, they work for both stations. I only work for NBC. But the one thing that I do say, there's clearly a lot of minorities there. However, there's not very many African Americans. Um, so that, of course, needs to change. Um, one thing that I said, uh, and, and I always say this, I say once, uh, nothing is going to change until more black people are in positions of management. So, work your way up. That's why I'm trying to get up there. So, what, so that would be my next question. What is your advice to, you know, young adults, African Americans, or any young adults that's trying to pursue a passion and may feel like they're the minority in that field or in that place? Um, just don't stop. Don't stop, man. Um, there's always going to take one person to change it, and you could be that person. You could be that. It takes literally one person. Um, one of our news directors is a Hispanic woman, um, and you don't really see that too often. Like the majority of the media is ran by white men, so I see her 
as um, motivation for me. If she can uh, work herself from being a field producer all the way to a, a, a news director, uh, running stuff, running the entire show for me, um, that, that's motivation. So just don't give up and don't limit yourself. Uh, the more uh, areas that you know of the media, the more profitable you make yourself. You're just uh, adding stock to yourself. Yes. Learn as much as you can. Good stuff. Thank you for that. Um, and where do you see yourself in five years? Um, in five years. So <laughs> it's funny. I was just uh, thinking about this uh, like a couple weeks ago. Um, so I don't see myself in news in five okay. years. Um, I want to transition more or so to television uh, as far as shows uh, telling those kind of stories like uh, long form like writing shows, um, doing promotions for those shows, uh, stuff like that, so yeah. So you got a vision board, you got some yeah. shows that's like, <laughs> listen, yeah. you do? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I still want to write, but I, I just don't want to do the news anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to be more expansive with how I'm telling stories. Like, I, I just don't want to limit telling one person's story to a uh, six paragraph article, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> right. I, I, Writing stories, you can only put but so much of a person's life of what they have to say there. Um, so yeah. That's awesome. Listen, so I mean, I hate, because time is definitely coming to an end, and I hate to wrap this up because we can go on and on and on for the rest of the night um, with Jamel about all the things that he's doing, all the things that he's done, um, how he's making moves, especially showing out for the African Americans who's trying <laughs> to put they, you know, little stuff in there. Um, hey. <laughs> Um, but of course every episode has to come to an end so I just want to thank Jamel for just spending some time with me answering the questions being transparent just being cool just being an all around stand up guy um, and you know like I said tune back into G Talk next time bye